Support for the PWT cast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off, a whole-ass 20% off, and free worldwide shipping uh, with the code PWTCAST at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls. All right? So uh, if you have balls, head on over to Manscaped and use promo code PWTCAST for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, And now, on to the show. The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrump! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 178 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. My name is Drew. And this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Bring this podcast right here on this feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. As well as for additional content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, last week, you got uh, you got two fucking awesome uh, episodes of Scrum's Family Video that came your way. The the free one that dropped, uh, talking 500 Days of Summer with uh, friends of the show, Diana Figueroa and Vivian Urbina, as well as um, Drinking Buddies with Brandon from New Jersey. And uh, yeah, this week we'll be dropping, it's just sort of just rounding out the, the month of love. Uh, the Wedding Singer with a uh, friend of the show, Jacob Taos. That'll be coming out later on in the week this Friday. And um, yeah. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash uh, PWTcast. And uh, Drew, now that we've handled uh, all the business in the front, what what else can we expect in the butt? Oh, we're going to eat the ass. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> you truly are you truly are no Ashley Allen. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell from from the title, we're we're joined by a very special guest. He is uh, he is one of the one of the pillars over at the Jabroni U Network. He is he's actually a, mus- a musician. I thought it was just a gimmick. Like you like uh, his love for 2004 yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre the the remake. Like that's a real thing. Like it's not just a gimmick that we say all the time. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and like I remember, like I went and bought a resignation shirt, and I was like, "Wow, he's going like he's going pretty far with this like joke." Like I didn't know he was an actual musician, you know. Uh, but apparently, Just a cash grab. Yeah, I was like, oh, "Okay," I was like, kind of how like you know, like I we've like we've we sort of did bit like when we sold like the stupid Michael T-shirt or like things like that, where I'm like, oh, "Okay, it's like a joke," and you're running with it. Um, but apparently, he's an actual musician. Um, he's uh he's responsible. Uh, for the Ceramic Cat podcast, in as much as uh, he spawned the host, uh, he's been on here several times. He's a very lovely person, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Wes Allen, Wes, how are you? So much slander and so little time. <laughs> <laughs> that's see that that's one of my favorite like on running bits like with like friends that are musicians with like like yeah. with Vinny like he announced his show and I was like wait I was like you're you actually play music he's like. <laughs> yeah and again and my, like i've listened to other like bits of his music but i was like oh okay yeah. i was like I, I was like i know jacob is an actual musician i was like i i didn't i don't know i thought it was just like aesthetic and he's like nope definitely a musician <laughs> i'm the sex ferguson of emo it's just a gimmick <laughs> uh, but yeah no you, uh you know your band does uh you know uh have some music coming out 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is, I mean, it, it, like I had reached out to you guys, so, you know, truth be told for your listeners, um, I had reached out to you guys and been like, hey, our record's coming out Friday. Can I come on and plug it? And you guys were like, just fucking come on the show. <laughs> which I was after, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a stupid question to ask. Uh, <laughs> like we were all going to sit around and talk forever anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm in a band called Resignation, and we uh, we have an EP coming out Friday. It'll hit all streaming platforms uh, this Friday. Um, uh, it's coming out on Friend Club Records. Uh, they've been a great home to us. They're a great record label. They've been very supportive. And uh, uh, you, there's still a few copies left to pre-order, um, and there's shirts available, but we'll get we'll, we'll hit all that at the end too. So, yeah, I want I'm gonna be plugging it this week uh up to the release and i'm, I'm waiting for the release on pirate bay <laughs> <laughs> oh man those, those guys got popped pretty hard right <laughs> yeah, i think so yeah, they were like they were they were in front of like like federal courts man you know er- earlier in the week it was it was fun it's one of those things where most music is now available to stream uh yeah but there's still some like i so i found i found my old ipod and um, like I had to go buy the the because it's like they don't you can't the use old the same charger pin. Yeah, yeah the old pin one <laughs> and I was like I was going I was going for a drive so I was like let me plug it let me see what music I don't have because I mean shocker most of it was like nine hundred songs I want to yeah. say most of if not it's like shit that I'm still listening to sure. Um, and like listening to older music, I was like, oh, okay. Like I was just like every single time a song would come on that I didn't have, I would just sort of, I would snap a photo of like the the screen. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll download this. I'll download that. Almost yeah. none of it. And mostly it's truth be told, most of it was came from Little Wayne mixtapes because, uh, <laughs> there, there yeah, from like I mean from like 2007 to like 2011, like this guy yeah. was just dropping mixtapes nonstop, and I mean, so of course none of them are streaming because. I don't know. Maybe we didn't get the the rights to use some of the the samples. It, it, it's it's weird. Um, there are some like th- there are bands like in my realm the, uh, that I operate in, like bands that are like considered like landmark bands, landmark releases that aren't anywhere. Like they're not streaming anywhere. Uh, and it's been nice. the The boom in vinyl has brought a lot of that back. Like. Like I was thinking about it a couple weeks ago, uh, like I was listening to Falling Forward on vinyl and I'm like, this was not like this wasn't anywhere. This music was nowhere. There was a handful of things out there, but it it it's helped bring a lot of it to the surface. There's still so much of it that is not available anywhere. It's fascinating to me to think of stuff that was so important to that realm of music that you just can't get it anywhere. You might find like, some shitty versions of it on YouTube, mm-hmm. but you know, no Spotify, no Bandcamp, no Apple, like nowhere it blows my mind. Well, that's, that's sort of like one of the reasons why I still value like actual physical media, you know, absolutely. like I, yeah. there's nothing more that like, I love than going to like, um, like a used bookstore, used movie store and just seeing all the shit they have. Cause you, every now and then you find these like little, these small gems, like apparently like, one of the things that I saw again through like TikTok was apparently Dogma. If you have Dogma on fucking DVD, it's like it is a, a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal because uh, yep. you know because all like the wine scene stuff. It's just it's not something that's oh. property. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Wow. 
And like I know, and Kevin Smith, like I know he actually he told the story like at one of the Q and A's that I was at, where he was like, it basically came down to like the Weinstein's aren't selling anything unless it's for some big, big exorbitant amount of money, as yep. you know they need the money. Yep. And his thing was like, I don't want to give them any of my money, you know, right. like rightfully so. Like I wouldn't, you know, it's 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 yeah. deal with the devil essentially. It, it- it's hard in a situation like that too, where like, cause the, like that, that Miramax vault, that Weinstein Miramax vault of stuff that is like, was exclusively theirs is just sitting locked up. Like it's, it, it, there's no movement on any of it. And it sucks because there's a lot of really good films in that under that umbrella dogma being one of them that you just can't access anywhere. And it sucks. Like they're, you know, that's the type of thing. Like, if somebody got their hands on dogma, there would be the most absurd, egregious Blu-ray release of that. It would be, it'd be massive because there are so many people that can't get their hands on it, so they want it. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, again, physical media. Hold on to your shit. Hold on to your records. Hold on to your movies because. There, that that shit comes and goes. You know, streaming, stream, film streaming services. Oh my god, uh, I, I still, I'm, I'm the, I buy Blu-rays still to this day because, look, man, those deals aren't aren't like eternal deals. Your favorite movie or TV show can be on a streaming service for for years, and then one day it's just not because that network got acquired, so that property moved elsewhere. Yeah, that's one of the, like with me, especially because sometimes the internet can be hit or miss uh, here. Yeah. Like sometimes, I don't know, you go to turn on the TV and it's like, can't connect to the internet. And I'm like, uh, okay. And like, I don't like, I don't watch, like, no, I don't know anyone with terrestrial TV. I don't know who watches regular, like, oh, let me old see. Old people. Old yeah, people. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Like old people. Cause it's not even like, it was one of those things I was talking about where it's like, you can't even say like, oh, it's all poor people. No, like even people in like a lower income bracket can afford a streaming service. Like, trust me. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do. Like, that's why. So it's not even like a thing anymore where it's like, oh, no, this- my, my mother-in-law will, will, will ask, will be talking to my wife about some TV show and like, oh, have you guys seen this? My wife is just like, no. We don't fucking watch. T- no, why? Why? Who fucking watches that? No, we're not gonna. No, we haven't, and no, we won't. Well, don't. It, don't be weird. What's well, so? It's so <laughs> fucked up. Like, so I recently, um, like I've been talking about the last few weeks on the podcast. Like, I recently just finished uh, New Girl, and mm. I was shocked to learn that season seven was only like eight episodes because it, it, you know, it was every season had 22 episodes as a regular fucking yeah. 22 you know episode per season and literally like it it's i, I didn't even fucking realize it so i'm like episode eight i'm like all right finished and i'm like hold hold on I was like where the fuck is the rest you know and like i go to learn apparently and it's one of these things with these fucking tv networks too and like listen yep. i don't fucking yep. i'm i don't want to be in that position where they're just like you are in charge of these billions of dollars and you have to make us another billion. And if yeah. you don't, you're yeah. fucking fired and Drew's just fucking coming in. And if Drew can't fucking do it, then Wes is fucking coming in. And they, right. you know, they, they have it lined up, but yep. apparently like the oh, thing I'll, with that, I'll make that bill. Chuck Lorre, <laughs> whatever you want, bro. Like apparently the thing with that, it was just like, see, it was like all TV was down. Like whenever yeah. season six was yeah. out. And so they were like, all right, no season six and just straight up fired everyone. 
and they like they went to the network like Zoe Deschanel and Jake Johnson had enough pull that they were like let's just do a set like like how how many episodes will you give us like let's give the fans a fucking proper send off yep. and they were able to do that and afterwards it everyone's like well no 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 we love this show and like through streaming it's like so it's just like one of those things where it was like oh yeah yeah they catch a second life on streaming and you know you, like and they they just they didn't have the fucking and it's just it's wild to me that when you see a show like a Seinfeld that's going to be running the Seinfeld and the Simpsons is going to be running till the end of time friends mm -hmm. till the end of fucking time. And that yep. you don't, that you're like, huh? Well, shit, we have yeah. like something similar, yeah. like 200 episodes, but no, 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 let's just stop it. No one wants to fucking watch this streaming. Like that sort of, that sort of movement on IP too is what, that's why shows like Letterkenny and Shit's Creek gained a fan base because they were like they, they they hit streaming services. So people that didn't have these either A Canadian channels or B access to these fucking goofball cable channels that no one knows, <laughs> they could watch these shows streaming and they gained yeah. a fan base through doing that. Yeah, I don't mean it's just it buns out. Like that's why Master would never like finish a show. I'm like mm -hmm. I I will only start a new show if it's already got like three four seasons, you know, because that like makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the last thing I want to do is get emotionally invested into you know like oh I I oh, it was such a cliffhanger hanger ending. Dude. Can't wait for them to fucking come back and it's like, uh, uh you know, uh, CEO of ABC says fuck you. It's just not right. coming back. Right. Right. Like we like Ashley and I don't watch a ton of TV, um, but we've been we we she got on she got us on this show on Apple TV called Servant mm -hmm. by Shyamalan did it, and it, it, like from what I from what I gather the whole time it was a predetermined thing of like it's four seasons, um, like ten episodes a piece give or take, um, that was all it was intended to be. And we're now in the fourth season and they're about halfway through the final season. So it got kind of like, like it, it was this show where it's like, it gives it to you in like these bite, like it's, they're like 30 to 40 minute episodes tops. They're very, they're very short. Um, but uh, we, we were able to, we were able to catch up to it really quick. So then it was like watching the we watched the first two seasons and we watched the third and fourth season in real time. And I forgot what that feeling was like. Um, and I, I guess the last time I really remember that, like I remember doing it with The Wire. I remember doing it with uh, um, Lost was one we did that with. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Mad Men. We did that with Mad Men. Um, there's, you know, but it's like kind of that TV heyday a little bit. Yeah. Of when, like, when TV really started to move up. We did the same thing with, uh, with uh, Breaking Bad too, where one the we lost everything to catch up to the last season, and you're watching it in real time. It's that tension of like each week, you know, you can't just move to the next piece, like. Yeah. You're having to wait and think I like it. That's still that is still very valuable when consuming art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I, I love that about like 
Um, even, even stuff that I like, if I'm going through something for the first time, I try mm-hmm. to give myself like, oh, at least like, even yes. if it is all the way out, like I'll give myself one a day. Yeah. 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 I still can like sleep on it and think about like, man, what's this guy going to do next? I don't want to watch the whole thing in one day. I agree. Yeah. I Dude. I even do that with like, um, like box sets of, of yeah. movies. Like I don't like, I, I, uh, Shout like right now, there's a huge run on all. There's a bunch of labels scrambling to re release a bunch of this Hong Kong cinema, a bunch of this kung fu stuff, martial arts films, and they're doing a great job with it. Um, so like Shout Factory is doing a bunch of Jackie Chan box sets, and Arrow is doing a bunch of Shaw Brothers box sets. Even with that, like I didn't just like boom, boom, boom. I'm like, no, I'm gonna take my time with this, like. I didn't want it like I could I could sit and watch three or four of them in a row or I could, you know, it, it becomes more. There, there's something special to it when it, it becomes more of an event when you're like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this one. Moving on to the next installment of this, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think there's value in that still. And I, I think it's gone for largely. But when you still get the little moments like that, like it, it's still like, oh, wait, no, it's exciting. To have to yeah. wait a week and think about the story. See, I, I, I do. I was going to say, I do like the Amazon mo- model of like, we're going to give you the first two or three episodes yeah. and then like, we'll get you hooked on this season. And then we'll, because that, that is one problem. And then we do week by week. Yeah. Is yeah. sometimes you like, once it, the second season comes out, you're like, you know, just kind of, I'll guess I'll wait or whatever. But like, I do like that of like, all right, you get a couple tastes and then we'll make you wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm on both sides of the argument that, like, to me, it depends on the show. To me, if it is, oh, absolutely. If, if it yeah, is a, yeah, yeah. if it is Abbott Elementary, which you know, it's it's a, it's a sitcom. Give yeah. me everything uh-huh. at once. I don't need to wait week yeah. by week because yeah. if it's something like break, is if it's something like Better Call Saul, where mm-hmm. you know they're they're going to make you fucking wait. It's like okay, I I I can appreciate that. I can appreciate because. With some show, like with some shows, there's podcast like adjacent podcasts that I'll listen to. So I, you know, I can go back and listen to yeah. you know, oh shit, Wes and Drew broke down how in this scene, fucking blah blah blah, and it's a callback. And I'm right. Like, oh yeah. shit. With like a sitcom, it's not like yeah, I don't. It's, I don't, it's not. And I then Kramer came in and fucking put yeah. the money yeah. because he masturbated. You know, like it's like you don't need that. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need the same fucking kid gloves for a sitcom. Absolutely. No, not at all. No, like I like there's shit that like stuff that like I like the shows, but I'm not like um like what's some like like I, I'm like, you know show like uh, AP Bio or Blackish. Mm-hmm. Like those are shows that I like. I think they're really funny. I don't need to. I'm not. They're not riveting where I am compelled to like do that so i can wait till there's a bunch of seasons stacked up and then burn through them because you can those those sort of shows are so easy to oh so easy to to ingest that you're just like yeah man i don't know i like oh i missed a couple seasons cool i'll go watch those all in like a weekend like you know that sort of shit is that's where it's valuable but it is like the better call Saul's, the game of thrones of the world where you're like no i like this should be something you kind of enjoy uh, you, you savor it a little bit. The, the yeah, the, and, it, and it's funny too because like I'm someone I have no self control when it comes to that. Like I remember being in Seattle when the last episode of uh, House of the Dragon dropped, and I had access to it, and it was one of those things where I was like, 
I'll wait till later tonight to watch it. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I've just got, to, and like immediately watched it then and there, you know, and was just like, oh, I can't talk about it with anyone because it doesn't even come out for another few hours. Yeah. Um, very much the same way that like uh, Ant-Man and, uh, you know, Quantumania just came out. The post-credit scenes were leaked days before and someone I know has zero self-control and was just watching <laughs> them. And I'm like, I think Cash told me that actually that they were they were all out already. Yeah, and 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 it's always with those like specifically with with the Marvel movies where it typically like I follow a lot of like the dirt sheets when it comes to like movies and stuff like the dirt sheet equivalents. So it'll be one yeah. of those things where it's like you know oh the Council of Kings, I knew that was coming a year and a half ago because someone yeah. was like hey this is what's happening. You know, which is yeah. why it's always funny. Like, and I don't, ne- I don't ever get like shitty with anyone where it's like I know more. But whenever I see people that like, there's a there's a new Ghost Rider movie coming out, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. No, there isn't. They haven't decided. You know, like it's like one of those things where it's like you saw someone, someone made a fucking fake poster of it on Facebook, and then your fucking mm-hmm. stupid aunt reposted it, and now you're just like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure it's happening. Like, they're yeah, Tobey Maguire Dude. is coming back for another Spider Man. It's like no. He's not the the, uh, the the one thing that I fucking hate so much, and I like, and it's a it, it's a modern movie culture thing, and I wholly blame it on comic book movies. This fucking post credit scene bullshit, and the shit where they stick one. Now there's two. There's one in the middle of the fucking credits, and then the end scene credits, like the 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 scene after the credits. That shit is so fucking annoying and it permeates and then it feeds the idiocy of people like that that are like, did you hear there's a new Lost Boys movie coming out? No, there fucking isn't, dummy. Somebody photoshopped some shit and you took it as reality. You're an idiot. Walk off a building. See, I was having <laughs> I was having this conversation with Matt Nix uh, on, I think on Friday about it, where I'm like, to me, it's like, that is, like save that for the marvel movies because it's like marvel is the one that like this is our thing and to me too it's like to me whether a marvel movie is good or not also depends on those post-credit scenes because it's like no 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 at this point you've indoctrinated us 31 movies in absolutely to where these things have to matter and and like no there's some stupid one like i remember there was a fucking one in like the first Spider-Man movie where it's like at the end it's like Captain America and it's just like, what are you fucking stupid? Like you stuck uh-huh. around. Like I hate those. To me, it's like, no, no, no. Like this is a this is a cool opportunity to like, here's this obscure character, here's something that's gonna happen, and we're fucking teasing it. It's like cool, do that. But when it's but when it's fucking uh I want them to do an ep- just do an epilogue. Like yeah. conclude the movie, do an epilogue. Start the credits so I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, trust. And, and I get it. It's like, hey, we had a million people work on this. We need, like, you know, yes, we need exactly. to get so, we need, so many. We need to get people to stick around. And like, I'm sorry, it's shitty, but it's like I'm never, I'm never reading anyone's names. I'm, ne- no. hey, you could, my mother could have worked on those movies, and I wouldn't fucking know. You know, I could be up there, Cecilia Lara, and I'd just be like, Ugh. if if I'm watching, if I'm watching a a Paul Schrader movie or a David Lynch movie. I'm watching it because they have a track record of movies that I love. I don't necessarily, nothing against them. I know how filmmaking works. I've done it. 
nothing against the DP, nothing against the grip, nothing against any of those people, nothing against the art department. I came to the show because David Lynch's name is on it and Laura Dern's in it and Kyle MacLachlan's in it. And like, that's why I'm here. It's not because I want to see who the grip was on this movie. No offense. I don't give a shit about them. Just like they don't give a shit about me. I came for the movie because, oh shit, well, David Lynch made it. So I'm probably going to like it. Not, I want to know who, who was grip on this movie. I would like to see their work. I don't care. I yeah. like, not uh, you don't want to know who the uh, fucking credits. You don't want to know who the wardrobe assistant to right. uh, Laura Dernora. <laughs> yeah, like who did craft services on this? I don't care. I don't. Yeah, that that that's very that's very much one of those things with me too, where it's like the I yeah again, it's just like I don't care, and I again I get it, you know, get got to give your due, for, you know, but it's the same, it's the same thing when like. And that happens with like award shows all the time where they're just like, well, how come, how come fucking all the no names have their own separate ceremony? The day it's like, because they can't, they can't get you to watch a show with Leonardo DiCaprio and Matthew McConaughey and fucking all the big names. Yep. Do you think any, like no one's going to watch the other one, you know, like it's just. And I I feel bad. I feel bad for those people where like. Because they work really hard yeah. and they were a part of like special movies being made. And like it's all arbitrary. It's a circle jerk. And and but that's that's just awards movies. There's they're award shows. Yeah. Circle jerks. No, for sure. I, no, I yeah. mean it, the, plus it, I mean at the end of the day, it's just grown people g- with trying to win a trophy. So uh Yes, that's that's it. That's it. <laughs> they're being they're being applauded by other dipshits that do what they do. <laughs> Like it's like being at work and somebody's like, "Oh, employee of the year!" Like that's a bunch of dipshits cheering for a, another dipshit. Like we're all dummies, yeah. you know, taking part in fucking late stages dying capitalism. Like so, if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna be self congratulatory to make the make the pain stay away for a little while longer, that's fine. We can do that. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it, and it's funny too because it's like it, and it, it always comes back to. Like we mentioned, like with like with wrestling and stuff, where it's like all art is subjective. Oh. Like again, uh, we, we won't get we won't get too into anything spoiler or anything because I don't know if people have seen it. But like Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Quantumania or whatever. Like like I was talking about it with you guys, where it's like I've seen some of the most between this and Sammy versus Roman. I've seen some of the most dog shit takes where it's like it, it always I always go back to Marty and Sarah fantasy like fantasy book don't fantasy believe because i listen yeah, I, i've been a victim of it. i've been a victim of it i went into i remember i went into multiverse of madness expecting a multiverse of madness and fucking sam raimi was like i don't know i don't know about any of that i'm, I'm sam raimi i don't you you I won't you're gonna get evil you dead you you're gonna get evil dead meets the mcu is what yeah you're going like to sammy get. like sam, you know like sam raimi was like oh i've not even seen that wandavision show so i have no idea and like that's why it's like two different characters like this Wanda you yeah. get in that is not the one at all you got in the show. And but again, whatever. But it's just like it's one of those things yeah. where like the movie was good. The movie was fine. You know? And it's like the people are just like But fucking Kang didn't fucking uh, and this and it's again, it's like every movie can't be Infinity War and Endgame. Tru- yeah. trust me. It's it it's hard. See, this is this is the fucking vicious cycle or vicious circle, rather that this sort of stuff has gotten itself into 
they're too far into their own weeds right now. And they're, you're introducing stuff that is singularly important to those fan, that fan base that has existed for X amount of years. And if you're invested in comic books and you're invested in these characters, it's important to you. By and large, the reason those movies are successful is because Disney and Marvel have done a really good job of, of monetizing this IP in a way that is consumable for kids, for, for, you know, for their parents, for fucking grandparents. Like they just, we've can, we've convinced society that these are great and you should watch them. And, and, and like, you don't believe us. Look, look, every store you go in, like it's all over. So we convince audiences that this is, you know, this, this is, uh, this is what they want. And, and so they consume it. It's, it's a very much a, it's the WWE version of things where it's like, no, we'll tell you what you want. Well, there are people watching that don't give a fuck about anyone outside of the Avengers. And like, while it's important to cater to the, the loyalists, like you have to, at a certain point go, is this too much birthday? Like, are, are we doing too much? Because we're talking about some real goofy shit right now that the general moms, you know, moms of the eight-year-old is like, is Captain America in this? No? Okay, well, we're probably not going to see this. And, that, like, you you get too fucking far out into the weeds on this shit, you're going to lose the attention of the people that will spend money. And unfortunately, Marvel has far and away exceeded their peers. And with good reason. Like, you know, DC's been its own problem for a long time. Um, but Marvel is now in a position where it's like, you guys have 85 fucking TV shows. You release 2000 movies a year. Fucking slow down. <laughs> like the, you've, you've put out some real dog shit movies and you start to lose sight of the shit that was good. Yeah. So like, I, I hope for their sake, like, cause to me over the last year, at the very least, it's been like, this has not been good. This has not been a good – I like – and granted, I don't watch all of it because there's too much of it. It's the same way the thing with Star Wars. Like my family, they watch all of it. There's too many. There's too fucking many shows. There's too many movies. I don't you need know, all the side winding. You, like, you, you, you saying that reminded me. I, my, uh, my, I, w- I do want to give my review of uh, Ant-Man and it was – it is that it was one of the better Star Wars movies that's been made in the last like 20 years. <laughs> Because is that a, is that a glowing review or not? I can't. No, you watch it and you're like, this is a fucking Star Wars movie. Like all uh, the character, like they go to the like the 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 like when they're in the quantum realm. You know, they're the outfits they're wearing, the fucking characters, the weird alien creatures. It's a so weird. Movie. Up until so weird. in the fucking third act, they're fighting the fucking empire. Like it is a fucking Star Wars movie, and I fucking love it. I was. I I loved it. I was having so much fun, and I was like, "Oh, it's because it's a fucking Star Wars movie." Well, I've been here I before. Love this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that, like that. That to me is the thing where it's like when they do something like fun and out of the box, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and my thing is always, it's like I just like very much like WWE, where it's like I hope 
and to me it was evident where it's like they sometimes learn the wrong lessons from it where it's like you look at thor ragnarok yes, yes Ra- thor ragnarok was amazing i love it one of my favorites it's super funny and thor, I, I like that. and thor 11 thor 11 thunder sucked you know, and again it's and it's it's fine it's okay to like and that's the thing too where it's like it doesn't you don't always have to give something a it's no, a, a no, year no. Not, all good. not everything's gonna be good doesn't mean that yeah. it's fucking a cinematic abortion no it just no. it wasn't and, and that's the thing where it's like most of this last phase and and again i i don't feel bad i i don't envy a kevin feige who's like we are about to do the most ambitious thing ever like you thought and no this is the most ambitious fucking thing ever but i ha i have to introduce all of these people yep you know and it's yep. gonna happen within the next five or six years but because because of how instant gratification we are, it's just like yeah, like, yeah. People, like that's the thing people forget where they're like, well, we want fucking Endgame. And it's like, yeah, it took ten years, it took ten yeah. years for them to get to that point. And it's like, yeah. and you know how I know because I was a child. I could not, I could not go to the movies by myself when the first ones were coming out. I had to be accompanied by an adult. And now, like, it's just it, it, you know, but it, it blo- it's it blows me away. Like, like, and the thing is, like. They got the money. They've got the. They've got. I think more, more, more than not, they have. They've got enough good faith with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've earned, earned that good faith with people, uh, where people are like, "Okay, I'll go on the ride." Um, the next five years for them is going to be really interesting, because the next five years in general for the film industry is going to be interesting, <laughs> regardless of what people's feelings are on the matter. Uh, we're seeing what's going on with cinemas, uh, uh, with AMC specifically, you know, like that, like, you know, the decisions that are being made that are certainly not going to make people come to the theater. Um, so they have, they have a really like, they've got a really strange road ahead of them where they're going to be testing the patience of their fan base. And, you have to make good on that as more often than you don't, especially if you're going to, you're going to wind down weird roads that the average fan is not necessarily conditioned for. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be very careful with how you present that. You have to work with, in my opinion, this is not the time to take a shot on a young, hot director. You need the Sam Raimi's. You need the James Guns of the world. You need the you need the guys that are like they get the shit done the right way. That this is when you do that, because if you're going to if you're setting you know you're you're embarking on this ambitious thing that will ultimately lead to essentially like another Endgame type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, be careful. <laughs> like you choose your fucking battles and 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 know that like you're gonna have for every for for every good one for every black panther you're gonna probably have two or three eternals yes on that road yeah but also like i think like you know even with like multiverse of madness being like you know people like okay Maybe, maybe as it being one of 30 other movies, like, yeah, it's not as cohesive, but like, all those first couple, like, Iron Man and fucking, you know, Thor, 
those yeah. first ones, like they were all separate movies. And that's what yes. this, this yes, they were. was where people yeah. were looking for more of like, why is this one so different from what I like? It's like, well, it's because it's its own movie. Yes. Yes. And yes. Like, and I, yes. I, I feel like people like trying to treat it with everything else, but it's not a sequel. It's as much as it's a sequel. It's not a fucking sequel. It's its own movie. It's a Agreed. sequel to the original Dr. Strange. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, even though it's canon, it's not a fucking sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really tricky position to be yeah. in. And you don't see that with, I mean, horror franchises a little bit, yeah. you know, or even like, even the Fast and Furious movies, which are fucking horrible. They're mm-hmm. bad movies. But they're like, and, and, and look, let's, I, and I'm sure, like, I this is not should not be blowback on on either of you. If your audience wants to be mad, they can direct. Drugs Delaney is not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> they can direct all of their anger towards Ceramic Cat. Uh, <laughs> look up Ceramic Cat on Ceramic Cat sixty nine. Ceramic Cat sixty nine on Instagram. New episodes every Thursday. Um, I, I like the Fast and the Furious movies. They're not good. And if yeah. you're and objectively speaking, if you're the type of person that is like fawning over them or explaining it, you're talking about lowest common denominator storytelling. And you're appealing to a certain yeah. type of dingus. It, and I, I, like, but, but they've got a formula where you've got The Rock and Cena and fucking Vin Diesel and, and Ludacris and you're, it's a formula that works because people are like, well, I'm just comfortable with this. So I'm going to watch another one. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. That's a way to make movies, I guess. It's Cause to me, it's very much like, um, like I've talked about with like with dating where I, one of the first things I always ask is like, Oh, what are some of your favorite movies or TV? Because I always figure like, if this is someone I'm going to invest spending time with, Clearly, it's not. We're not going on fucking dates every single weekend. Sometimes no, we're no. just gonna stay in and watch TV. Now I need yep. to know that you're not gonna be like, I really love fucking Tyler Perry. Let's watch Tyler Perry movies. Because I'd be like, no, get the fuck out of here, you know. But it, it's funny because like I very much feel the same way about uh, you know the Fast and Furious movies. And then sometimes yeah. a pretty smile comes along, and they're like, we should fucking watch all of them and. That should be the first red flag that you see and run away, but instead you're just yep. like. And, and you know what happens when you do that? Then you're dumber afterwards. But yeah, it's just it's one of those things where I'm like, ah. Uh. But it's funny because like I saw I saw the trailer for that when I went to go see this movie, and I'm like, like me and Drew talked about it last week, where it's like, in the set and the first time we see Ludacris, he is he's hosting these races as a second job. Now he's hacking into the Pentagon. <laughs> like what what happens there at, at what point you know but uh you know what that is right they're like all right uh everyone's a super soldier oh. everyone everyone oh, is, he was, uh, he was using, the, yeah, let's he was using that that money from his second job to pay for his third job school <laughs> so he could go become a, a hacker so he could take care of the family yeah that's all about family it's all about family scrump God, uh, you know. Hey, speaking of family, you know, there was uh, 
you know, the, the three of us, we saw family fall apart this weekend. Uh, you had an opportunity to go speak at a family. This episode is sponsored by Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, this, this next uh, segment is sponsored by Olive Garden. You know, uh, a limited breadstick, soup and salad for $9.99. Uh, only endless for possibilities. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Only dining in, though, not for takeout. Um, can you imagine? You're like, I need 40 breadsticks. <laughs> Here's your ten dollars, please. If I need six, to go. six soup, yeah, six soups and ten breadsticks to go, please. Um, <laughs> no, Elimination Chamber was this week, and uh, I, admittedly, I only watched the last two matches uh, with uh, the the men's chamber yeah. match, and then uh, the the main event of, of, of Sammy versus Roman and stuff like that. And I only saw the main event. I didn't see anything else. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the main event's the only thing really, the only thing of note worth. Worth really talking about. The rest of the show was sort of pretty predictable from from what I saw yeah. and from what I've seen reviewed and stuff like that. But Oscar won, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar won. I, I like. I was like, with that That's one, I was I like, this is this is a lot like the Royal Rumble where there really was only like the women's Royal Rumble where there was, really was only one winner coming out yep, of it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> going into it, I guess and, I should say. And I think, I think the three of us might all agree on this. They're literally a one-story company right now. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that so like there's, then, there's nothing else worth worth oh, dialing into. Two with Cody now. now. <laughs> yeah. I guess back to one. Yeah. But yeah, because really it is. It's still like it, there's still a one. They're a one-story company, and they're doing they're and with Cody included, it's still the bloodline. It's still that whole fucking yeah. thing. So. Yeah, like that, 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 like that's so that's the thing where it's like, I like, I have been as vocal and as critical about like Triple H because people, like, people forget like Triple H was booted because he lost to Tony Khan. Like, don't mm. get it twisted. His heart yeah. attack, whatever heart problems and stuff like that, that happened. But he, legit, yeah, but yeah. he got kicked out because he lost because he could not book, he could not book a one two-hour show that he was already booking you know yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's just this like people forget and they're like no 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 like he's coming in to save wrestling and you I, like and you see i the, love that era of nxt black Prior and gold baby that. black and fuck you get you black guys can gold. see all these posters right here black and fucking gold every one of those yeah. takeovers that i went to awesome I, time awesome time yeah but it, it's you know it's gone like those those times are it, gone. Like it's, it's gone. you know it's it. You're now in an era where it's just like you're comp you're you're competing with you know the 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 competition that was that wasn't around for you to succeed. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and like again, the I'm, ratings the ratings are all like so. It, like and it, you can find this. It's public knowledge. Like. Roman Reigns has been a champion for two years. The storyline, like, and he should be. Like, it took them a long time to build to that. And I think if there's anything to respect there, it's like they committed to something, even though they shit the bed over and over and over again with it. When they finally were just like, just make him like what he should be. He should be this fucking, you know, this this godlike, unbeatable monster, unbeatable champion. Like, that's how you build the story. Because then you can tinker with baby faces to see what works. Just good guy versus bad guy stuff, and you try and find your your good guy that is the right one to beat the bad guy. 
they are they their rating spikes are literally attached to Sami Zayn's involvement now. So that feels to me like the obvious way to go, just to me, would have been last night in Montreal. He beats Roman Reigns. You can take it back off of him. You can do something else two weeks later. It'll be a fucking dud, but Roman can beat him, you know, on something. And, and then you can get to that other fucking, you know, the, that's where you can go back to Usos versus Sammy and Kevin. Cody, you get to Cody and Roman from there, whatever, whatever you got to fucking do to get there. Why would you either a not ride that storyline all the way to your biggest show? Cause you've, it's not about selling tickets. You've sold like 55,000 tickets per night or whatever. So that's not the problem. Uh, you, you've spent all this time invested all of this television into this. Why ham fist something else in there when it's so naturally being given to you by fan reaction and merchandise sales and ratings like, and that to me, going back to your point, WWE is always going to WWE. Thank you for that. Uh, they, they are, they, they can't stop themselves from, Forcing something into existence that doesn't need to be. There's no ver- – I've seen every version of it. There's no version of it where they shouldn't have gone with Sami Zayn. I'm sorry. I just don't – I don't see it. You could have gotten a Cody any other time. There's I, no reason why you don't follow this thing down the rabbit hole. The The best way that I've like talked about and compared it to is I was someone I, – I, 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 I was out of wrestling. So let's go – 2011 this the yeah. 2011 it's like i'm a senior i'm more worried about like girls and work than wrestling like i still keep in i still keep track and watch and stuff yeah. like that yeah then um uh like the end of june or june 27th actually in las vegas june 27th and 25th you know yeah. there's this this scathing promo cm punks it's down on a stage Talks about how at Money in the Bank next month in Chicago, he's yep. going to fucking win that title. He starts running his mouth. He starts talking yep. to shit. And it's just like, yep. what? what the And what they do. And what and what happened? And I go to that show. And to this day, one of the best fucking, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. now thinking about it. I, rem- I remember being there. I remember being there, being there live, everything. And I could, I could not imagine that night ending with Cena beating fucking uh, Punk, like Cena beating Punk, with it having any other outcome besides CM Punk winning and creating a moment that to this day, to this day they talk about. Yesterday, that's all people compared it to, money in the bank, money in the bank. Yeah. And they didn't pull the trigger. And again, and that's one of the things where, that's why I'm so hard on Triple H because everyone was like, well, it's it's Vince. It's it's cut. It's only a Vince thing. It's a Vince thing. That's why they're not pushing Daniel Bryan. That's why they're not doing this. That's not why they're not doing that. It's like yeah, no. Yeah. Triple H doesn't know how to handle a Brian Dan, a Daniel Bryan situation either. Because like you said, there was absolutely no reason. I there's no validity. I I refuse uh-huh. to hear any reason why Sami Zayn should should not have won again. Yeah. You did. You don't have to keep the belt on him. It's nope. the same, like it's the same way with Drew. You have they, all the outs in the world. You they, have every they, other. They fucking sold out. <laughs> they sold out fucking the yeah. whatever fucking stadium arena. that was yep. to see. No, I'm talking about back in the summer where it was Drew versus oh, fucking yeah, yeah, Roman, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Drew in his hometown. They could have fucking um no, 
Roman had to win. And again, they and yep. it's like, man, I can't believe they fucked that up. Again, could have been another CM Punk situation. Then yep. with Sammy, yep. like people are screaming, fuck you, Sam, like, fuck you, Roman. It just. I like. It... Drew, what do you think? Because you, I mean, you, you've watched, you and I grew up on the good and bad eras of WWF yeah. and WWE. I mean, I also came into this never believing that Sammy was going to win. So even yes, with, yes, uh, so there's it, also that too. Yeah, so I was, I was yeah. like, yeah, that's valid that's point. What's going to happen? Um, yeah. No matter you know, no matter what the crowd was doing, and yeah, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, I, obviously, yeah, I think they had they could easily do a fucking two night main event. Like I talked about that before. Like yep. you know, like you know, I, I essentially do what fucking Brett did at WrestleMania ten. He wrestles two matches. Yeah. You know, yep. Um, yep. Brian Danielson did, or Daniel yeah. Bryan, he yeah. did wrestle two did, yeah. twice. Um, but you know, I I don't know. Like I said, I I never saw this coming out any other way. So it was just like, yeah, that's what I expect. Yeah. Um, I I the, the, honestly, the weirder thing to me was the, and I think it was more of Kevin just trying to give Sammy his fucking night. But like, I thought like you would see more of a team up. The way he left. Yeah. Yes, so like agree. to me, that was the weirder thing. It wasn't the fact that like I wasn't like I was like yeah, of course. So they're going to pay that off on a fucking SmackDown on a Friday sometime in the next six weeks. Like, yeah, why would you do that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I think it was just more of like Kevin being like, no, no, this is you. Like, you know, um, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that was that was more the thing of like, I thought I was there was going to be a little bit more cohesion there. And then like, well, already we'd be talking about like. Yep, Mania, it's going to be those two versus the Usos for the belts, and we're going to see fucking Steen and Generico get their fucking title win at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yep. Like. <laughs> yep. yep. And, and look, look, I all three of us are yeah. are big fans of, of Steen and Generico era for both yeah. of those guys up to now. Love them both. Mm-hmm. Two of my favorite, favorite wrestlers of the modern era without question. I'm so excited for them to win those belts at WrestleMania. Couldn't yeah. be happier for them. There was another way to do this, yeah. and it was obvious. And the fans were giving it, giving it to you based on the ratings, based on the reactions. I, I like you're. It, it's that like such. And I'm saying Cody and Roman will be good mm-hmm. because Roman is great in the big match. Cody is great in the big match. They'll yeah. be. It, it, they're going to give you the WrestleMania match. It's going to be. St- Standard fucking big, you know, big match field WWE shit. That's fine. Yeah. Man, the, when you can make a baby face, especially like that's the other problem too is the two biggest American wrestling companies suck at making baby faces. And AEW, I'm sorry if this upsets people, they're fucking terrible at making baby faces. <laughs> they have no baby face right now. Max is doing his thing with Brian. We know Brian's not winning. We know that we're having technical difficulties. Uh, we can't hear you right now, Wes. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> this... I'm sorry. I'm still Ryan. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're you're right. Like that. That no, they don't make absolutely. Tony is not make booking good television. He's booking no. good matches. Yeah, he's not booking good television. Exactly. They shit the bed with Takeshita. You had the guy. The crowd was telling you we like him. So you feed him to Max when you got 200 other fucking doofuses sitting around working dark. Like, 
you could give me somebody else believable to feed to Max on on Dynamite, and you build towards Takeshita. Or, like, I don't know. I don't know, but, like, you've got the two biggest companies in, in American wrestling couldn't book a baby face. It couldn't book their way out of a paper bag with a baby face. Huh. WWE got handed one on a silver platter. They got handed two? Two of them. Two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. They got handed the third best roads and Sami Zayn. <laughs> Wait, D- Dusty came in? Dusty's back? <laughs> no, I dare yeah, you. Like, How dare you? No, yeah. And part of that is why, like, because again, like, people have talked about it for two years, or like, there is no one who can dethrone Roman. And right. they're like, hey, here's two. Here's, here's <laughs> two of them. And, and that's the thing where it's like, at this point, the fans did the work. And it's like at this point, it's like I don't give a fuck about Sammy and Kevin winning those tag titles. I don't. No, because I got my fucking air pulled out of my balloon last yeah. night. Like it's literally like I saw I saw the tweet. I don't remember it verbatim. So, but it was like imagine it was it was, it was like oh imagine Kenny costs, uh, or no it was like imagine if the Bucks caused Hangman the title in a match against Kenny yeah. and then the then Hangman and John Silver win the tag titles from the Young Bucks. Like that's right, not. Yeah. Like no, that's I don't not want what, that. I don't want that's that. That's not what I want. Yeah, and and that's why it's like, and part of me, like I don't know, maybe they're swerving us, and they're like, hey, listen, we're splitting the titles, Sammy versus Roman one night, and you know, Cody versus Roman the other night, because that's the thing too, where it's Your like title shit too. Fuck off where, with that. Where one, where on top of like my one complaint too was like it wasn't a good match, like the beginning of the match was good with, with Sammy and Roman, but towards the end it was just so like. The, the whole Kevin thing, I'm like, wait, Kevin Kevin waited till the very last possible minute. Your boy two ref bumps. Two ref bumps. Kevin I'm like out. I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, you know, it's like I there was a like Sammy's wife was about to jump in there, bro. Like, you know, it uh, she's the she's the all star of that match. She I don't know what she does for a living. I don't know if she used to be a wrestler. She's very good. She she was very believable. If she was that invested in it. Then I think her husband has not been fully honest about how the job <laughs> works. And in which case I would be like that. I'd be upset with him for that. But uh, I tend to believe that she knows what's going on. Uh, she was really, really good on camera. Yeah. Like I was like, God damn, she's really like, she's really riveting. I'm really drawn to watching her emotions go up and down with this. Man. Yeah. Fantastic. And her and Roman, the, that was great. That was, that was fantastic on oh. Roman's part. She made me believe like she like when she was like, he's never been one of you. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. This I, is great. Let I, him win. I was Let him win. I was hoping I, I was hoping you'd get the pop and like because they said like her that his father was there either. I was like either dad or the wife has to fucking get a lick in on Rome. Yes. I was yes. like, it was great. yeah, I was like, that would have been great. But no, I don't <laughs> know. And, and like and and it's just that sort of like booking and stuff that makes me like worried. So like because. So I don't know. Have you, have you guys have you guys read into the rumor at all that uh, Edge is AEW bound? No. No. So uh, apparently, like I think Mania is when like he's up. Like his contract is is coming up. So like this might have been this might be like the last Mania we see him at. As like he's talked openly about like his contracts coming. They pursued up. him before. Yeah, they pursued him before, and like I guess the thing from what I remember last time the thing was. Uh, Vince, like I'm coming to you directly. Do you want me or no? And Vince was like, "Yeah," 
But that's the thing is like yeah. Vince isn't around now, and famously Edge and Triple H have not always had the best history. Not around. <laughs> not around. Yeah, and they've not always had the best history. And you know, to me, it's like I would love to see Edge and Christian versus FTR. I would I, love to see Edge and Christian. Are you kidding? Versus you, the Bucks. Absolutely. Lucha, you know, like to me, it's like that's sort of one of those where like you want to give the Edge versus MJF. You know, All ears. Edge is a great promo. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. On top of it's like you you like you need more guys than Mox and Brian and Punk to you work need baby with. faces. You need baby faces. And yeah. that was a problem. Yeah. They hitched the wagon to they they were only focused on they used Mox, Punk, and Brian. These are three guys that are they're I'm not not saying they're not good at what they do. Their best years, for you know, for the most part, physically might be behind them a little bit. I, I mean, arguably, I would say Danielson and and has the most physically still in the tank somehow. Um, but you had three guys who had a proven track record, fucking great at what they do. You you were building these young stars, and then Tony seems to get distracted by other shit. You know, like. Like, like we all of the fucking ROH shit there for a while. It's like, I uh, do we, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need Brian Cage three weeks in a row. Cage is great in the ring. I'm not saying he's not. I didn't need that. Give me more Hook. Give me more Jack Perry. Give me more Daniel Garcia. Give me more Jamie Hayter. And well, I, I, like, I think that's now where they're going more because like now they've announced, I like, hope so. Now, I hope so. like they announced, like, hey, like Ring of Honor television is coming. It's going to be its own fucking thing, you know. Uh-huh. Which, like, it's it, it, good. It's great. And and, yeah. and and again, Tony, like, I, I feel sort of has, you know, sort of sees sees the bigger picture now. Because it, I hope like, so. Because he seems to have lost the plot for the last <laughs> year or so. Yeah, but no, like, I think I think that would be cool. Because like again, with Edge, again, allegedly, I don't fucking know. I, that's just I'm just going off like what I've read on the internet and seen and stuff because that again that would be cool because you think about it, like you you honestly if you think about it you could have at some point and I know some people are going to groan and like oh that's not what I want but you could have uh, the Hardys Edge and Christian and the Dudleys like Devon isn't with that company anymore oh. you know you could have those three yeah but I don't want I don't want Bully Ray. Uh, uh, none, none of uh, us, but for nostalgia's sake, you know, you could yeah. some sort of these are the tag teams. These are the tag teams, you know, and mix them in there with stuff. Sort of, you you can play, you can have the fun, you can yeah. sort of mix. Oh man, I, I mean, there. Edge, Edge and Christian are both very good at what they do, and and seeing them work with guys that they already like, like FTR, would be. And you know these guys like to work with these young dudes, Jer- Jericho. For like for all the things you can say about Jericho, the one thing you can't say is that he doesn't actively try and help get younger talent over i think he needs to we don't need these cycles to be as long like may, may, let's let's work let's do this a little quicker than <laughs> what we've been doing but there's uh, AEW's in a really weird spot right now because they're not really telling a lot of stories and i think that's where while i don't like this is the upside to focusing on one major story is you create something that it becomes must-see television. And that they have that with the Sammy and Roman and the Usos and the bloodline. Like that you you made something that made people watch your TV. And right now, 
I don't think AEW has that. I don't think they have anything where it's like, I have to watch that every week. And that's a problem. That that's that's like the rating shit is just up and down. Like people have decided that a million viewers is the like like fucking whatever. Like that shit's arbitrary. They they look at totally different demographics when they break that down. But I I love some of the matches that have been on Dynamite. Like great fucking matches, man. Like Brian Danielson's been on a run and they've made Roosh. Like they've finally shown people what Roosh is capable of, but it's not going anywhere. Like, like you, you gotta, no, it's, it's it's like we were talking about with the fucking Marvel shit earlier. Yes. Like, yes. Eventually it has to pay, pay out to something. There has to be a payoff. Yeah. You have to get like, we, we already know where Max and Brian is headed. 60 yeah. men and Iron Man going to be awesome. I think we all agree. That match is going to fucking rule. But what happens after that? Like, Mox needs a break. I hope Hangman beats him and then Mox takes a long-needed vacation. Like, make me want him back. What are you going to do? Who do you have? Who could, like, why are you not focused on the Jungle Boys and the Hooks? Like, I, I don't I don't know, man. I, 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 I Let's hope he's got a long-term plan in mind. See, I, 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 I want to play devil's advocate. I want to play devil's advocate here, because so I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you guys have been. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Uh, I know Wes. You you follow him very closely on Twitter. But Chris Jericho recently, uh, he was tweeting about uh, my buddy Phil, and you know, Meltzer. Max has said best in the world on several occasions. Max has said the best in the weeks. world on several occasions. It looks like FTR might be coming back soon. Like. I, I was literally thinking about this the other day. Listen to me like that. To me, the one thing is it's like I, and again, I have no knowledge of it. And I know people are like, you're fucking full of shit because you've said this before and you knew what this stuff was going on. Whatever. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, but he told, his, he told his plot, he told us dates when we were off air, you know, but like to me, how how big of an impact can you make? Let let's say let's say you want you can to see the it. dry erase board behind you, Scrump. <laughs> Future AEW bookings confirmed <laughs> by Tony Khan. You know, to me, it's like if you could book any match, it's like what match do you book? You book Punk and FTR versus fucking the Elite. You know, four That's six money. man there, titles. There's so much money in that. There's so much money in and that. And it's like, and if punk is proven, it's like there, there's this, there's this little venue that they do basketball and hockey at uh, down the street. You know, not I don't. Yeah, you, but they won't go to that one. You know, they, well, that's they the, go to the like, one ten miles south. That's half. Is the it size. because the Bulls are fucking awful? <laughs> well, I think around summertime, <laughs> the, 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 uh, <laughs> Bulls suck. Oh yeah, they've. The Bulls have not. I like been. a bad team. I have no room yeah. to talk. Uh, but to me, it's like yeah, here me you too, go. Me and my it's, Hornets, you know. It's like it's <laughs> yeah, like it's like you could do that there. You can do that then because you're gonna need some. You're gonna need a hot summer angle. Like uh, yes, what? Like you do. one of one of the things that also happened this weekend was Jay White. Jay White lost uh, the loser leaves New Japan period yeah. match. You know, after he lost the one. No, you're not allowed in Japan. Now it says you're not allowed in New Japan and. Yeah. You know, it's uh, allegedly it's like he people don't know where he's going and stuff like that. And to me, again, just based based <sighs> off based off how everyone right now is booked. Again, with with like Triple H, Triple H is just now like, 
oh, Garni, Johnny Gargano's been back for six months. Oh, now let's start to use. And it's, it, yeah. I hope that Jay White shows up in AEW selfishly. Triple H is obsessed with the Bullet Club. Let us not forget that. But that is also a thing, you know? It's <laughs> like, it, I mean, it would be cool. Cody comes out after winning the belt, and there's Jay White, you know, Jay White. And challenges him or something. That sort of you go, but yeah, there is he stabs this... him. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> but he there... whips the plate out and fucking stabs him. I mean, I like standing ovation for me. Yeah, <laughs> but like much in a very WWE like fashion, they are so late on everything. That's like they are now getting yeah, around yeah. to like Bullet Club, you know. And it's like, <laughs> listen, in a perfect the obsession, the obsession with consuming like. Getting every leader of the Bullet Club is so funny to me. And, I, I, and it's so funny because, listen, in a perfect world, you can have a stable with the Good Brothers and AJ and Finn and fucking and Jay. The whole time. And, and it's the, the biggest fucking thing ever. Yep. But they won't. Yep. They won't, they won't do, do, it. do it. They don't know how no. to do it. That's the thing. They don't know how to – like. The, the fact the fact that they were able to pull off like, again and that's what I that's what I that's where I go back to like people give Triple H way too much credit because it's like they were able to book the bloodline give me one other storyline that's been booked as well as this go ahead I I'll, I'll exactly. give you time it's like it just they've not they've not done Bianca any favors Ray Wyatt <laughs> dude it's every time with him it's every time it starts off like oh yeah you know like. Starts off like, oh man, this is gonna be good, and it goes fucking nowhere, nowhere. It has no end in sight ever, because the bell rings, <laughs> and that dude is as boring as watching paint dry. You got a guy like that, he should be like the, these should be blood matches every time. That's what you do with a guy like that. It should be blood matches and chairs and tables and fucking like that's that's the only way I see a guy like that working. Because he can't, he's not a Malachi Black. He doesn't have that ability. He's a big fucking hoss of a dude. So you know, I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I like Malachi is another guy. Like he shouldn't be left up to his devices too much. Because some of his promos, I'm like, fucking calm down. Like that's you're coming off. I mean, coming off a little dorky. I fucking. After Rampage this week, I'm like, fuck, I think I'm going to have to fly to fucking San Francisco. I think you are. Yeah, Yeah, because it looks like they're going with the House of Black versus, you know, the Elite. And I'm like, they should beat the Elite. They should. Yeah. They should beat the Elite. That's what should happen. Yeah. Because, again, you just, you need to to freshen things up. And trust me, the Elite are going to have those belts. You know, they're going to be the perennial fucking champions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can... You can go from there too. If you take the trios belts off of them, Bucks are back in the tag circuit. Kenny's back in the main event picture. Like that's that works. You can always do that. Uh, I I think the House of Black is in a good sweet spot right now, where we're not getting too many of those like Death Eaters looking fucking promos, where it's like, oh, I'm in the shadow now. Like, fucking stop, knock it off. <laughs> like, uh, like go kill people. You have Brody King. You have the vocalist for God's Hate, singer of God's Hate, off of the album God's Hate. Let oh, it you have Malachi Black. Heads off. You got Malachi Black. <laughs> you got Buddy Murphy. Two of the, objectively, two of the best fucking wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. Like, just lean into that. They can be spooky. They're yeah. scary in the ring. Yeah. You ever watch Brody? He's scary. Uh, and it's fake. 
My favorite thing is just seeing people post like whenever Brody's on dark and just destroys these fucking jobbers. And people heads off. Yeah, and people just post a video where they're just like, this is fucked up. And it's like, yeah. That's murder. Yeah, it's like, yeah, give me more. Give me more of that. I I love it. Dude, when I watch somebody get fed to Brody and I'm like, he's going to power bomb that person into a life of permanent CTE. I'm very excited to watch this. I need to watch. I bet bet it's some of the guys that we've we've uh we've called commentary for because a lot you of the absolutely yeah. dark matches, uh, <laughs> it's guys you 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 call their matches in florida yeah. <laughs> like, oh brody just powerbombed him into oblivion <laughs> uh another fun thing though that we got to see was i don't know if you guys saw the picture it was pretty adorable it was both uh, it was okada and uh uh mercedes, mercedes both holding awesome. up their belts Cause, awesome. yeah because i i haven't watched the 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 match between Mercedes and, and Kyrie up, but by all accounts, it was a fucking really good. Like I've been, I saw a lot of highlights via yeah. um, like Twitter. And I heard stuff a lot like of positive. That. Yeah, yeah. I've, I know. Um, I don't think at the time of this recording, you know, they've uh, WH Park and Karen Peterson over at Plus Wrestling have put out their like review of it and stuff like that. But again, just I, they were and John was there last night, right? John or was John was in Montreal. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know who was at the speaking of fucking Phil? Uh, I saw. Uh, he so, was in New Japan. <laughs> so yeah, he was yeah. he was at the New Japan show. I, it was and him. So and, was Bailey. He, yeah, but Punk was there with Lars, and it was one of those things where I was like, I saw the pic. I don't know if you guys saw the picture where there was people like lined up trying to like talk to Punk, and it's just like say hi to him. Yeah, yeah. Don't where, do that. Where it's like you're you're going to piss everyone off around you. You're making it weird. Sit down. Yeah, that, that and where they were, it made sense too. Like. Like Lars, Lars lives in the Bay, but you know, I wasn't, when I saw that, I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. Him and Lars at, uh, out that, you know, flying out there to hang out with Lars and take that show in. And like, it, look, man, my, look, my personal feelings aside on him, AEW really needs him on TV. Yeah. Like, like, and I can say that as a, just a general wrestling fan who like, like again, my personal feelings aside on the guy, he he will help. Here's a this is a moment where he helps. You bring him back when he's healthy, or start trickling it in. You have lots of options. You've got the Max thing. You've got the Elite thing. There's lots of options. There's lots of ways to the go. Hangman rematch. You've got the Hangman rematch. I wouldn't be mad at Dan at Brian Danielson versus CM Punk. Give me that. That's never disappointed us in the past. They were, There's options. Yeah. They, and you look at someone like Joe. Joe, who's been oh. on fucking fire right now. And I don't imagine have, Joe have, have, coming have, out. Yeah. Have Punk, and, have Punk and Joe ever wrestled? I don't I don't know if they've ever uh, gotten any history together. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine Punk out there cutting a, a promo and Joe. If they have, I'm, I'm like, sure they had. This is my show. If they had, I'm sure they had three forgettable matches, you know? (laughs) Yeah, probably three very short, forgettable matches. Just just like two-minute fucking squashes. Not much going on. No history. No history. Uh, No, but it it, it was cool seeing the Mercedes again, like, become that, like, New Japan champ. Because I know, like, Kyrie just won it recently, and everyone was kind of like, oh, they shouldn't. But, again, to me, it's like they are – they sort of need – they need another – Breakout star to help them break into the U.S. board because again, I know what New Japan is. You know what New Japan is, but like they're, it, it, they're still they still need help in that. And if you want to capture those WWE fans that are familiar with her, that's a really good way of doing it. Is uh, 
is putting a that belt on Mercedes and and hopefully gaining some more like you know you need a, a, their biggest issue is they've not really been able to secure like a really good TV deal in America. Mm-hmm. They've always been kind of those kind of middle of the road deals. It would, this is the sort of shit that helps, I guess. Like, and dude, I don't know if you guys ever watched New Japan Strong. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I've, I've watched mm-hmm. some. Like, I know uh, Ishii and Brody had a match there. Like, I've seen some of like Eddie's stuff on there. Really like, good match. Fred Rosser is really good, you guys. <laughs> that he was. What was his name in WWE? Darren. Darren Young. See, I, I, Young. I feel like again, like that he will wind up, he will wind back up in WWE just to team back up with, uh, just to be the primetime players again. When it's like, oh, but With he's so. Titus? Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, which again, like, trust me, I. I millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, bring him back in to you know to do to help those younger dudes. Put him into an NXT. Help those fucking younger dudes. But like, I just I don't again. I I I there's a lot of those dudes that get buzzed because like there was a there was a thing too where it's like Triple H just sort of been underwhelmed with a lot of people that return. And it's like. Yeah, like you know, again, maybe not all of them are the are the right people either. Like, I'm sorry, not all of those people that like maybe there was some truth to the shit that that you know that Vince's logic on it. And I don't like to give that guy credit; he's a shithead. But you know, if you bring him back and it still ain't working, you know, I don't know. That's a. Some of the people I'm glad to see back, but like, why is Tegan not worked heavily into the women's stuff? She's always going to give you good matches. What's Candice LeRae doing? What's Candice LeRae doing? What's like Johnny last night had a good showing from what I gather. I saw highlights. Um, Yeah, he he had some fun spots in that match, but it's like, again, and to me, it's it goes back to who are the people that. Listen, the the people that were highlighted in that match were all of a certain uh, uh, build. You know, you had you had fucking Montez and uh, Priest, who are both just two giant men. You oh, had, dudes. Yeah, yeah, you had Bronson Reed, who again, not not the tallest individual, but a bigger big boy. Big boy, big and it was boy. just sort of they got a lot of the hot spot. Like Seth is sort of just he got. He's grandfathered in at this point, you know, because it's got Seth. Is and he should a, be. Seth, Seth is consistent. He, Seth is always a guy you can go back to. You see, yeah. to me, Seth is like he's. I've been very bored with him. In as much as like, I feel like right now it's like there was there was those few years where like, uh, you had Jericho, Sean, Taker, and 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 Triple H, just essentially trading off, working with each other. Where it's like I feel yeah. like now it's sort of the same thing. Where it's like Rollins is pretty much only working with the same few, and it's like no, have him give him six months with a Gargano, give like yeah, like yeah. switch switch yeah. it up because it's like one yeah. it'll keep Seth interesting. Like I have not, I, there's nothing interesting to me because it's like he's give, either give him that give him that Danielson uh, gauntlet. Yeah, like have him do something yes. because really it's he's like the, he's the guy to do that too. Like, I agree. Like he's pretty much only wrestling Lashley, uh, Austin Theory. Uh, that's it you know it's like it's some combination it's just it's not enough and again to me it's like that roster is deep enough that he's gonna do he's gonna be it's gonna be logan paul mania for him yeah right okay so and and that's fine that's a spectacle match and when you have a 
you have a guy like Seth who is he's so versatile that he can work with somebody like that and make them look really good. Seth's a good guy for that. Um, it, but what are you like? What are you gonna do after that? <laughs> it's like, like you, you're not gonna run that back three times, I wouldn't think. So what's what's the move here? What are we doing? Like Seth, I think I think uh, it's probably he's Cody's first opponent. I yeah, know. I mean, feasibly, yeah. That's because you got to think like, like I guarantee Roman's done after Mania. Like once he doesn't have that belt on him anymore, he's not going to be around probably till at least. No, he's got one of those limited dates deals now, which he should. He earned it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just like you're talking with Moxley. It helps. It don't show up for a while. Yep. Yep. Go away, and and you you're back on God tier. Well, that and that's that's exactly what will happen to Roman. He'll come back. SummerSlam or something, he'll be back in God mode. Yeah, and and that's just what makes me laugh with with just with just wrestling because, uh, again, I I am someone who is in the belief we're going to see all Uncle Phil back sooner than later. I think so. And and, think and so. the amount the amount of fucking people that were fucking coming to the aid of an issue that was not their fucking issue to you know that were just on Twitter fucking <laughs> bearing the dude publishing these fucking. I don't think anyone's ever liked him. All these fucking everyone with their hot takes. Which look, the guy's got a he's got a history. Like we 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 let's the, let's not the, pretend the, the, he doesn't have a reputation. It's like he has a history, but that it's always it's this revisionist history of just like you know, oh no, but he's better now, and it's like. I know too many straight edge motherfuckers that act like that to know that that, that dude ain't ain't fucking chirping yeah. all the time. <laughs> but it, it, but, but it's like it, it's what I was saying. It's like it's like, it's like all, all the people that were talking shit. It's like I guarantee you, I guarantee you, when that CM Punk is back T-shirt comes out, fuck yeah, all yes. you motherfuckers are gonna be buying, and it, and that's just the you way. You don't it have works. to like him to know that he is very valuable to TV. You know, you know, fucking James will be on fucking pro wrestling tees that night ordering that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. James, massive CM Punk fan, James Bryington. I'm sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> I look, dude, it, you're 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 lying to yourself. If you don't think he's if he comes back, he's going to make an instant an instant impact. He will. Yeah. TV ratings will go through the roof and people it, will be watching. Your pay-per-view buys will be will be big. You don't have to like him to face the reality that he's valuable to your product. Yeah. And that's why I'm sort of excited for like this. Like, you know, it, it's sort of with wrestling. It's, you know, I've been conditioned to like, oh, the new new year is after WrestleMania. That is when my year starts. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, OK, I agree. Brand, brand I agree. new brand new season. Let's fucking go. Let, let, let's see what yep. we're doing. And I think that and it's yep. sort of. Um, reverber- reverberates to all the other companies and stuff like that. So, it, so it'll it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. What do you guys think? A uh, What do you think AEW's season finale is? Is it all out? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah. If you know, look at it this way. It's like this last season of TV. They left you on the cliffhanger of cliffhangers. <laughs> a whole season that wasn't that great. So let's. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just. It's, it's it was just one of those things. Where it's like they left with a hell of a fucking cliffhanger, and you know whether or not whether or not they bring that character back or not. Yeah, you know like, it's like it's that that's what keeps you on the line. You know, what you, stop. <laughs> Such a fucking creep. 
Uh, you know, Drew is one of the people responsible for him having his own show. If you want to take <laughs> it up with anybody, take it up with one of the guys who founded this podcast network, for the record. Who was like, yeah. There are many Saying no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything else we haven't really touched on? Like, I feel like... Uh, no, I mean, this is the shit we were talking about in our group text. Yeah. <laughs> so we just talked about it like this, which is fine. Um, I, you know what? The right thing for me to do is to plug the record and kind of give people... Because I'm sure there are people that listen to your show that like the type of music we play. Mm. So, uh, Which that is, is a polka of, industrial music, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're big on the dance circuit. Um, that, old, that old subgenre. <laughs> that, the beloved subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> polka industrial. Um, uh, so uh, I'm in a band called Resignation. Uh, we are on Friend Club Records. Uh and we play, you know, we, we play, depending on who you ask, it's, we fall in the realm of like punk rock, post-hardcore, uh, emo-y type stuff. Um, I started this band, we, we started this band, uh, it, it would have been 20, like 2020, 2021, we started, uh, toward the end of 2021, we started, per it started percolating. Um, it was, you know, after my son had been through some, some severe mental health crisis stuff that I was like, what can I do that's within my control? And that was one thing I hadn't done in a long time. I had been in a band in years and like, I thought it was a good way to like, like, if I'm going to do this again, can I do it in a positive way? Can I do it in a way that addresses something that affects everybody? It's, it's an apolitical thing, uh, you know, dealing with mental health and suicide prevention and, so no, that's uh, just, <laughs> it is political, the, unfortunately. It's, it's, like <laughs> it's just for them lefties. <laughs> them <laughs> you know, people liberal. probably believe that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you did you try uh, telling them to just not be sad? <laughs> oh my God, your mom's on here, Ashley. <laughs> he goes. Did you try telling them just to not be sad? Yeah. yeah. No, that works. Just, just, yeah. Just, that, just listen. That that's don't be sad. Yeah, that's yeah. helped with my mental health issues. Just go play play outside. Yeah, I was told to stop being weird and have feelings, and shit, that cured my depression. Oh, okay. Well, look, it's gone. I'm yeah. fixed. I'm fixed. <laughs> um. I thought you just don't do that. Just don't be – just don't do that. Just stop them before they just start. Stop. Yeah. I believe she said that to you once about panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop them. My favorite is are you sure? Are you sure you're <laughs> feeling – like, yeah, no, you're right. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know what? I don't know what this this horrible, fe unusual feeling is. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's something. <laughs> so it's worth looking into. Um, so, so started writing songs and, uh, approaching the lyrics from the standpoint of like, let's address these things. Let's drag it out of the dark and talk about it because there's a lot more people that are afraid to talk about it than you think. Uh, no, I mean, I think we all know that we all know that, that it's not, it's not fun to talk about, mm -hmm. but if we talk about it, if we, we can, if we can remove the stigma from something that affects millions and millions of people that can have a positive impact. And Look, I love, I love talking to people about their shit. Right. 
Just don't, just don't bring up mine. <laughs> and that's the thing. We all do it. We yeah. all have great life advice, but yeah. how much of that shit is like, I might be, I might be deflecting a little bit <laughs> by giving you advice, knowing that this is a train wreck. Um, so trying to help people kind of come to terms with like, no, don't just talk your friends through their shit. Talk through your shit. And, uh, it you know we recorded recorded a two song demo and friend club records liked it and uh had offered us a deal uh before the demo came out which was cool <laughs> um they're a great label we're glad to be working with them uh this this particular ep there's two songs out of it right now uh it's a five song ep uh that will be out friday um the artwork was done by uh, the the photography is done by a fantastic photographer named Levi Humacher, um, who's taken a lot of live shots for us and promo shots. And uh, I've worked with him on some film projects as well. He's incredibly talented. And then uh, the artwork was done by Jeff Caudill, who, if you are a fan of of punk rock and this sort of stuff, he's the he's the lead vocalist for the band Game Face. Um, uh, we've just been very fortunate to have like people appreciate the message enough and, and want to like, you know, help us kind of move it along. And, and that's kind of where we're at is guys, like, we're not, we're not young guys. We're not in our twenties. You know, there's no touring for us. There's Mm -hmm. no, how do we, you know, we're, we're not leaving jobs for this. So what do we do? Well, let's, let's leverage this as much as we can. We are now working with an organization from Chicago called hope for the day. We're a fantastic mental uh, mental health, mental illness, suicide prevention organization who are touching all facets of it, uh, helping everybody, uh, helping everybody from just like general general mental wellness and suicide prevention to uh, helping people within the LGBTQ plus spectrum uh, of, of society and helping them, you know, helping them find resources that they're going to be feel in, included and uh, they don't feel they're being made vulnerable and they're, you know, we put them, they're being put in touch with organizations that specifically can help them cater to the, the issues that affect them. Um, people dealing with sobriety and addiction issues, uh, you know, people with low income situations. The point is we live in a country operated and run by some of the worst draconian human beings on the face of the earth. They're, they're, this is not a, a, this is not a fair and free country. It's a, it's a shitty place. So how do we take care of these things? How do we, how do we help? We build our own communities where we help one another. So that is in whether that's you start a band and you're a part of a scene and you, you put your money where your mouth is and you, you get involved with organizations like hope for the day and, and try and help pe- point people towards the right resources you would get involved with with you know with you know addiction addiction and crisis uh, intervention stuff. Um, help you know helping organizations that that service the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, you know marginalized groups, people of color, low income low income neighborhoods. Helping people understand these situations are are universal, but also. Are, are situations that there are resources available and there is a community around you. And f- that's a long-winded way of saying that's why this band exists. This band exists to address those things in a universal way to to let people know, like, you're not alone. You are never alone. And while it is okay to not be okay, it is not okay to ignore that. 
you have to you have to you have to work on these things and and because you're needed you're wanted on this planet and there are organizations that will help you and we use our band as a platform to do so and and you know the lessons that i learned as a father and as also someone who's struggles with my own mental illness and and mental health issues to have a son that went through it at at the the worst possible level um it is important to me that i can find a way to both drag this out of the darkness and talk about it in an open and frank manner so people understand they're not alone but also can 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 create a positive impact in any in any community that we find ourselves in so it is a band yes we're writing music yes we're selling merch we're selling our music but we have a we have a a forward message of of we want to help people we won't do this forever and we won't be here forever so the time that we are able to do this and the time that we are here let's make a positive impact and that is what we're trying to do with our music and i'm really excited for this ep to come out these are very personal songs to me a lot of them came from my own journalings uh, as i watched my son go through go through his situation and um they became lyrics and they're and and it was me kind of writing these letters to my kids almost of like i'm sorry for the things that you will experience in life and i i i I'm scared for you, but I'm also hopeful for you because I believe in your generation and I believe that you can remove the stigma from this. And I believe your generation is the one that will help bring equality to the forefront. And I believe your generation can undo a lot of the fucked up stuff that the generations before them created. And if we can do that for a few years and help help usher some of that along, I that's all I'll ever want out of doing this. So... You want to know more about that? Resignate. You can find us uh, on Instagram at Resignation Music. While you're while you're on there, look up our label, Friend Club Records. Uh, look up Hope for the Day, especially Chicagoans. They have they yeah, have, I'm have familiar with, with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe they have a coffee shop too. Yes, um, it's a coffee shop. I believe it's. Um... Uh, I forget the exact neighborhood that it's in, but yeah, it's it's uh, a, a funny Diana Figueroa, who's she, she was just on the Five Hundred Days of Summer review. I yeah. know she's all she's always reposting their stuff because it's the thing too is is I know they do a lot with specifically with men's mental health yes, advocacy because that, that you know that that's the one thing you know I. I always praise, you know, uh, the, the godfather that started all these podcasts is Marty DeRosa. And as much as he's just yeah, always advocated and preached for it. And, and yes. thankfully, I was an 18-year-old that was easily, you know, uh, I, I was able to take all these things in and like, oh, yeah, maybe asking for help yeah. doesn't make you crazy, yep. doesn't make you bad. And again, I'm constantly on here advocating. As much as I've been recently advocating for everyone to go purchase their glasses via iBuyDirect and don't pay these absurd prices, it's not a paid ad. Um, I'm also like advocating, you know, yeah, you should see a therapist. You should see therapy. You know, it's go to therapy. It's, it's not. It's it's it, you know, it's not this scarlet letter that some people make no. it out to be. Like, no. listen, it's no. okay. You know, not we're not all born perfect. You know, it's, right. I I would love right. to, uh, you know, not have. Uh, uh, you guys weren't. Yeah, we cannot be born perfect <laughs> like Drew. But yeah, no, yeah, it's a uh, you know, 
definitely you know, I, if you guys you, none of you guys are alone this is trust me i right, absolutely yeah. absolutely and, and if there's anything anyone's going to take from our music just look up resignation we're streaming it's streaming on all the streaming platforms that's the only thing i ever want anyone to take from our music you're not alone and when people are at our shows for that time you're there the outside world doesn't get to fuck up this moment you're having with the people that are there with the bands that are playing that's that's what these experiences are about because that experience could lead someone to making the call they need to make to push forward and get better. And there are, and we're not, look, there's a lot of bands that are, that have this message. Um, uh, and, and there we're inspired by those bands. Uh, like I, I, I've said this before, like be well, the band be well is, is one of the main reasons. And their vocalist, Brian McTurnan is one of the reasons our band exists. Like, what what he what his music has done for me, helping me through the hardest time my family's ever experienced. I want to be able to, in some way, hopefully, provide something like that for someone else. And and you know, I mean, while we're on the topic, like Drew, Drew and I have been lifelong friends. Drew's a brother to me, and he like Drew Drew saw me through mental health crises. So like that, it takes these communities, it takes the people around you. But you have to be willing to be vulnerable and honest with yourself enough to say, I have to I have to address this. I can't ignore this. And yeah. so I'm not a licensed therapist. So what do I do? I can create music and hopefully work with org- and, and continue to work with organizations like Hope for the Day and in, and also our record label, Friend Club Records, to help people of all walks of life understand that this doesn't have to be stigmatized. It doesn't have to be dark. You are not cursed. You are you are needed. You are loved, and there are resources available to you. And here, let me help you find those resources. Drew, uh, what can people expect over at the draft pod this week? <laughs> uh, it's like wackiest farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, actually, it kind of it kind of fits in with this. Um, well, for one, I mean, James is finally back from his fucking truffle hunting excursion, so. He will be back tomorrow, which is award-winning uh, pig. Thank God. Um, I was hoping this. I was hoping this week was everything we hate about James. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah oh, and so uh, actually, like, like I said, it kind of goes hand in hand with this. Is uh, we're doing comfort media. Um, so Ooh, I like it. So it's yeah, it could be an album, it could be a movie, it could be a TV show. Yeah, fucking, like a real fucking you know wormhole that you go down. Like just whenever you're like you know, not feeling it. And, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what we're doing. So I love that. That's great. Drew. I mean, I'm excited. (laughs) I love that. Like as soon as you said that, I started thinking about some of my comfort ones and I'm like, Oh, instantly. Yeah. But but even then it's always like, I I don't, I think of the comfort, like the comfort films and TV and stuff like that. It's like hardly any of them are like very like, Oh, it's not like, Oh, you know how to watch this Carlin special because it makes me laugh. It's like, no, I'm going to watch the most depressing episodes of The Leftovers and it's going to make me feel so much better. You know, like it's it's yeah. one of those things where it's just like, yeah, what's what's well, going on? And, and that's the thing, like for me, it's all over the, because, you know, if I need to laugh, like I'm going to fucking go down this way. But if I want to fucking feel it and I need to feel it because I know if I don't feel it now, it's going to hit me fucking two months from now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to fucking watch that depressing thing. So like there is like you, there, there's all the it's it's going to be interesting where it goes because it is going to be all the emotions of, you know, what of fucking dealing with shit. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I think that's a great draft topic because it is something that like 
it does tie directly into it. And yeah. um, I, and you know, I, 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 I hope I, we become somebody's comfort media. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to go off of what you said a little bit earlier, Wes, like um, I challenge everybody of every fucking generation listening to this to be the generation of change. Absolutely, like, man. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, as somebody who's, you know, about to creep into his 40s this year, like, like it's our fucking time. Like we all have fucking positions of power and can work here right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like absolutely. Yep. And these people, you know, coming up, like support them, especially yep. the people who are fucking actually see this as a good thing. So yes. And, and if nothing else, support them or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Like if your time is up, that's okay. <laughs> Don't stifle them. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, yeah, no, I like we we all have to that it's our job as people. We have to we we know, I think by and large, I think we all know that the government ain't taking care of us. Yeah. We have to take care of each other. We have to we have to build communities and, and take care of one another. And and if we've learned like if like if we look at the the marginalized groups and in, uh, in this country and, and minorities in this country, that's one thing we have learned from them. Is when they were abandoned, they built their own communities. Yeah. The LGBTQ plus community built their own community and created one of acceptance. People of color created their own communities, fought the adversity and support one another and, and offer support to those around them. These this is this is how this works. The government isn't gonna fix it. We have to fix it. We have to help each other. And and we do that through this shit, through talking on these podcasts that go out to people we don't know. And, yeah. you know, for me, it's releasing music and putting it on streaming platforms and people that I don't know will hear it. And I hope I hope it's it's something that will help them go, man, I need to I need to see somebody. I need help. You know, some people that we do know, though, are the wonderful patrons <laughs> of the show. And uh, I was just going to say, speaking of people that level support each other. <laughs> yes, speaking of, yeah, people that support each other and that we know. BetterHelp.com. Uh, <laughs> you know, a huge shout out to, of course, uh, Clifford Go Fraser. Over to <laughs> Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, Joshua Davis, Neil Flanagan, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Vivian, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus. You want this one, Wes? Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh, Steve Feast, Rachel, the birthday boy himself, Jacob Taos, Lucy Salgado, Sandra Salgado, Lupe Dominguez, the Kings of Sport podcast, Dickie Bird, Ben Center, and Darren Kistler. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a long one this week, but it's fine. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. you know, it's always a fun time. Like I, I always. Uh, I mean, once we cut out that section about the. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It'll be, it'll be yeah. a lot shorter. I mean, yeah, it'll be a good 45 minutes. As, oh, God. The, the listeners of the PWT cast and the draft pod have been lied to routinely. <laughs> I know. It is his favorite of it all time. He shared his screen for a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, the worst was he's like, you know, he's like, I wrote a sequel to it. Do you guys want to read it? And he just started going. And I was Dude, like. The first time you guys started that, I was like. I was like, uh, and then I was like, wait, what? No, stop! Don't. No, you're gonna you're gonna convince people that I accept that movie as part of canon. I don't. 
Uh, a movie you should know except as canon is uh, The Wedding Singer, as that will be uh, yeah. Friday's movie over at Patreon. Myself and Jacob Taos. Yeah. Um, and then if we're, uh, I've already started planning for the Patreon stuff for the March of Month. It's going to be a big month. Like there's there's a lot of fun movies coming out. So I know uh, I know me, myself, and Drew are going to be uh, reviewing Scream 5, which is just Ooh. Scream. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah. that one, I've been avoiding everything possible for Scream 6 because I just, I, I don't, all I know is that it's set in New York, so I can't wait to see people run around their studio apartments being chased by. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I, I, like, give me that Jason Takes Manhattan fucking energy, dude. Yeah. I'm in. You got that coming out. You got John Wick 4 coming out. You got Creed 3 coming Donnie out. Donnie Yen. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to be touching on uh, on some of those, but that's for next month. And uh, yeah, as far as for, for the rest of this month, uh, Wedding Singer will be dropping. But um, yeah, thank Fun. you guys uh, for listening. Thank you, Wes, for, for joining us. And uh, for this week's episode of the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. I have been Drew. And I have been Wes. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.